0: Welcome to episode 11 of Void Video. I'm your host, Evan Jordan, aka ThatEvanJordan on Twitter,
1: and I am Nick, aka Agent Relic on Twitter.
0: And today we got a couple of supernatural horror recommendations for you with Pie Wacket and Shutter's new release, The Power. And we're going to follow that up with something a little new, uh, a chat about some popular horror arguments from a Cinema Blend list we came across.
1: I'm actually curious on how you came across this because it's from uh, 2015. Is it? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Is it? I don't know. I don't yeah, know how I, I came across this. I um, I forget. I was, like, I was, I was wanting to to find something for us to to talk about and discuss, and I and I came across the, and I was like, these would be you know topics we could touch on, and that we may not. I think some of them would probably have different answers for, so that that part would be fun, you know, and yeah. I don't know these are talking points that I, I think i hear come up a lot you know
1: yeah they're still they're still relevant six years later it's just like i looked at the date and i was like man how did he even find this?
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't even
1: i didn't even notice the date but that's he's had the tab open it. since 2015 i think and just <laughs> on his google chrome <laughs> yeah,
0: i've had this tab open for over six years now <laughs> just waiting for a moment that i could use it you know but yeah i guess uh We'll get into the movies first, and I, I can start us out with, uh, with a movie that I actually just finished prior to this recording, called The Power. And it's a uh, recent, recently released uh, supernatural horror-slash-thriller uh, that's on Shudder and AMC+.
1: Yeah, it's a 2021 film, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. 2021, yeah, directed so by it's... Corona Faith. Brand spanking new. Hot, Brand off new. <laughs> hot off the press. Hot off the press. And I, I came into this, uh, judging by like the description and everything, I figured it'd be the, the one thing that's not unique to me is the setting. So it's, it's uh, 1974, or 1973, rather. Um, London, basically. and it's during the there was like a minor strike uh, this year. I don't know all the facts of the, um, the like actual event, but it was, it was basically oh, it's a got minor some strike,
1: historical context to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, so there's... Because the miners were striking and it was causing, like, an, an energy crisis.
1: <laughs> you, you said miners and I was thinking, like, with an O? Like, kids, miners? Oh, and yeah, no, I no, <laughs> no. I just realized that you meant miners.
0: Like yeah, like, with, with pickaxes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was
1: like, wait, what are you talking about?
0: Not the ones that can't drive or drink yet. I mean, the ones that uh, <laughs> that do both and use pickaxes. <laughs> uh yeah, so the, the miners are on strike. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. That's that's dangerous, you know. You shouldn't drive uh, and drink or drive and use pickaxes, for that matter, at the same time. <laughs> or drink and use pickaxes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, those three items,
0: you know. <laughs> just don't do any three of them.
1: Don't do any yeah. two together.
0: If you're going to drink, just stay at home, you know. Don't go mining or drive anywhere. <laughs> uh, so anyway, like, the miners are on strike and it's causing an energy crisis, right? So... They have to switch off the power across Britain, uh, basically causing like, what they called it was like three-day weeks or whatever, is what the the power usage equated to like what would have been before, three days worth of power. Um, So like at night, they would switch off all the power everywhere, and people would use generators if they wanted to have power. So this is about a, a young nurse who's just started at a hospital, and she... Kind of gets on the the head nurse's bad side right at the start of the movie. And so she gets assigned to stay overnight, which is, like, the shift nobody wants. And it's because it's, like, sketchy, you know? Like, most of the hospital's dark except the part where, like, they're at. And it's not for everybody, for sure. And so she doesn't want to do it, but she has no choice because the the head nurse kind of made it clear that she either does this or doesn't have a job there anymore. You know? Yeah. And the head nurse is very aggressive towards our, uh, our main character here. And she... Like, you kind of can tell right from the start. There's, like, a through the music and through the the way everything's shot. And, like, you can tell that there's something not quite right. And, like, it's, it gives you an ominous vibe, kind of, throughout the first 30 minutes. Kind of the opening act. And once you hit that 30-minute mark, the story's kind of established. She's met her coworkers. There's a couple a couple coworkers that work in a different uh floor the one right below her and they work in the like pediatric like the uh where the babies are born and stuff the nursery yeah. Did you Hear my dog? Yes. <laughs> is that a dog <laughs> yeah that's, that's my dog <laughs> i was like
1: what was that Stop
0: yeah that. it was creepy and honestly i got nervous for a second we're talking about this sketchy shit and then uh um, oh man then i hear your house that is,
1: your house is possessed
0: <laughs> yeah let me let me let me go wake my dog up real quick i think he's having a bad dream or something this is uh this,
2: you know i don't want him to suffer here. Alright, he's cool now. He's cool now. Maybe my house isn't haunted. Uh,
0: this movie, though, she meets her coworkers, and uh, one of her coworkers is very much into horror. She's reading Carrie, uh, and is kind of like into the fact that there's that the hospital's creepy. And the other coworker that works in the in the department below her is the, quite the opposite. She thinks it's silly and that like that's nonsense and that nurses are there to serve and like that you know she's very dedicated to her craft and stuff and doesn't think any of it's creepy or whatever and so then she meets uh the woman she's working directly with overnight her her only uh companion throughout the night shift is actually somebody from high school that she hated and that was a bully that that like picked on her so she is poor girl's working a shift that she doesn't want to do in the dark in a sketchy hospital uh in close quarters with the person that uh, like she hates and probably kind of hates her too you know and they're very like snobby towards each other her and the the girl that she didn't like the girl from her past and i, I will say the girl from the past is significantly snobbier the the main character is, tries to be nice but Kind isn't isn't allowed that uh, luxury by by her former uh, acquaintance and so kind of after after this is all set up is when the weird shit starts happening right the lights go out and stuff starts going bump in the night and she hears weird noises at one point like right after the lights go out she's grabbed by her coat and like just drugged through the dark and it's it's shot in a way that's like it, they make cool use of the light so like she has a lantern that she carries around to tend to her patients and such and like they like when she gets drugged by i guess i could say the entity because there is something in this hospital uh and you kind of know that within the first 30 minutes so i can it's not a spoiler but um there's some sort of entity, a presence, a malevolent presence in this hospital, and it when it grabs her by the coat and stuff, the lantern light like, gets flung down the hospital, uh, or flung down the hallway, and so you see like the light rolling and stuff, and her get like jerked around the corner and everything, and there's like you hear whispering and stuff in the dark, and it's it's a little tropey at first, um, but I think once you hit the hour mark it starts getting super interesting and different that's kind of where it it takes a turn that sets it apart from uh what i kind of expected this movie was going to be from that first 45 minutes to an hour and and before that i kind of like going in it was kind of meeting all my expectations i was like okay this is kind of your your average like decent well made like uh you know paranormal type movie and then the the final act is is where it All comes together, and it all it flips what you thought on, you know, on its head, and shows you a whole different angle that you didn't know about, and kind of makes the movie what it is. Yeah, I guess that's I, man, that was a lot. I just yeah, that was a lot. I didn't didn't know
1: what to say. I was just sitting here, I was listening. Renders you speechless, huh? Yeah, it sounds interesting. Uh, I definitely saw the lantern. I think in the trailer. So like the whole movie is dark, and then the lantern like is the light source, I guess.
0: Yeah, the only the only places in the hospital that have lights are like the the departments that they're actually working in right there. Like so, when they have to go in between departments, or they have to go get supplies, or they any anywhere other than basically the one room where they're stationed to is dark, and they're all those rooms are powered by generators, and you can hear the generators in the background and like it. it Obviously, a couple points in the movie, they have problems with the generator, so it's all dark, and you know, then that spooky shit happens and stuff. But like, is it a they, lot of jump scares or? Uh, is it I more think there's of a, a good there's a good mix. The, like I was saying, the first like the, I would say the first thirty minutes to an hour is more of your average tropey like jump scares and kind of sound effect scares and stuff. But then once you kind of hit that final act, is where it it starts having some really effective, like, shock value and, like, yeah, you know, what, like...
3: What is actually going on here?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. As the plot kind of, the, the actual kind of plot reveals itself and, and you realize what's actually going on, I think that's when it gets interesting and there's some different, some different stuff in there. And I think, I, I think it really, like, I, I expected more of a... Uh, I expected less answers than they give you, I think. They, they actually go really into what exactly is happening, and by the end of this, you know exactly what happened. And it's like, I thought it would be way more of a... Ambiguous. Yeah, typical, like, it's a, it's a demon or something, some sort of supernatural thing, and then it goes away, and, you know, you don't really know. But this, this movie gives you all the answers that you want. Does it answer but,
1: it in a, a grounded way? Like, that it, like, realistic, I guess? Yeah, is
0: sort it, of, sort of. More realistic than I expected, but there is still some supernatural stuff going on. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay, I'll say, does it like? It's not one of those movies where it like fakes you out. Oh, there was no ghosts, really. It's all just, you know, it's not one yeah, of those. Like,
1: like, like the boy from
0: a few years back with the yeah. Problem. Which I that one was actually smart though. I liked yeah, how they yeah. did that one. Yeah, me too. But, but it, it
1: like it like strip like it made it plausible, I guess. Like, it explained how everything happened. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It,
0: because there's one question that's gonna kind of lurk your mind as you're watching it, and it answers that question in a way that feels plausible. Yeah. In a way that feels way more plausible than what I thought it was gonna feel like when they actually, you know, I was like, man, this is probably, I was concerned about the reveal, like, if it was gonna be shoddy or not, but it was really well done, I thought, and it was, it's kind of very uh, relevant to a lot of, even though it's set in 1973, to a lot of current uh, events, current uh, debates, political debates, and kind of. Yeah, I think it's always interesting,
1: like, like with horror, especially like directors and writers, like if they believe in supernatural, it comes off a different way when they write it or direct it or, you know, yeah, how, that's they, how they showcase it. Like if they. Their own. Like ideas about stuff come across, and it's yeah, like, it's like they inject they, their own ideals into it. Yeah, put some like deny, like deniability in it, I guess, or some. They they kind of yeah, like, it
0: kind of plays up both sides. Where like both sides will be happy with this, I think. Like if you're if you're a believer or a non-believer, I think you'd be satisfied with the way this turned out.
1: This isn't based on a true story, is it? Or is it just it's, no, no? It's based on a real minor strike, though.
0: Yeah, the Minor Strike stuff is real. It's, like, based on a real time in history, but it's just not, like, this stuff didn't actually happen. So it's, like, a distorted
1: reality, I guess?
0: Or, like, yeah. altern-
1: alternate history, I guess, is the genre?
0: <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, like, an alternate history. Because it's, like, there's a lot of factual stuff, and it's very grounded in his presentation and the way it, like... I would say it's grounded in, in a similar way to, like, a lot of the modern... Like, the way the witch is grounded or the way the hereditary is grounded, but maybe not... Quite quite that grounded they lean more into the supernatural i think a little than those but but it feels very realistic the way it's portrayed
2: i found
1: this uh you were talking about carrie being in it and uh the movie set in 1973 but yeah. carrie was first published in
2: 1974
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's a goof <laughs> yeah. i'm just yeah. reading all this stuff
0: yeah it's like the so the the miners thing, it actually has a little information here about that too. That, um, yes, yeah, so it was the, th- right th- the three day week thing, you know, and and, and they ran that, that power, uh, grid schedule for it looks like about five months or so from like December of 73 to like March of 74.
1: Imagine if that happened now because, like, back then it's not as big a deal because everything wasn't electronic based, but literally people's right. lives
0: would be uprooted. <laughs> Like, you can't charge your phone, you can't. <laughs> yeah, well, there's countries, like, so I have a friend who lives in South Africa, and that happens there now, I think. They have, like, power shutoffs, because we've played video games before, and, like, he'll just, he'll be like, All right, you know, today I may drop out randomly, because the, the power's going to shut off. And they, they do the same thing, it's to, like, conserve power. Huh. And it's that's now, like, that's current. So I don't know if it's, if it's, it's happening anywhere else, but I, I know it's an issue there. So they probably like rotate it like, oh, this part gets it shut they off do. this time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like his his area will get it shut off at a certain time of day, like a certain window, you know, and then the next area will, will go off during the next window and so on and so forth. They rotate them out.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, you got anything else you wanna
1: add to this movie? I
0: don't I don't think so. It's I think I said it was on shutter Name AMC plus. I recommend it. I liked it. It it's averted uh Kind of my expectations of, of what it was going to be, and and even though I think that the first act or act and a half are are kind of average, it, it the, that final act makes up for it, you know.
1: Yeah, and now maybe rewatching it too, it'll improve the first two acts. No,
0: I think um, it will. Yeah, knowing knowing stuff that I you know didn't know the first go around, be, I think a rewatch would help this
1: because one. a good ending. Helps the whole movie. A bad ending hurts it. Like you'd go back right. and rear Yeah. So like now that you know where it's going, like you could be yeah. like, oh, look at. I'll it. probably you know?
0: catch a lot of stuff I that I missed, like hints, you know, subtle hints to what's going on that I missed the first time, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. I recommend it if you're into, you know, like kind of supernatural horror stuff. Very well done. Good performances and good cinematography and. Just a great atmosphere. It was spooky from the time I started it. You know, even before things got scary, there was a nice ominous feel to it. But yeah, good one, good one. What you got for us?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna switch it from supernatural to ritualistic demons. I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's still in the same uh, you know ballpark. Maybe I was on like you know first or second base, and you're like headed for home, you know, or on on third. But we're in the same ballpark.
1: Yeah, so I brought uh, Piwacket, which is on Hulu, and I believe it's on AMC Plus as well.
0: Yeah. so It is, AMC Plus. I'm not yeah, AMC
1: Plus and Hulu. Um, it's directed by Adam McDonald, who hasn't directed a lot, but he also has a movie called Backcountry, which is about a... A bear. A, a couple that, yeah, get attacked by a bear in the wilderness. That sounds interesting, too, and I'll probably definitely check it out after seeing this one. But Piwacket is it's kind of more of a drama than you'd expect because the movie opens and it's about this mother and her daughter who are struggling to come to terms with the death of the the father. Like, okay. it's never really explained how the father died. I don't think, but like they both handle it in different ways. And the, the daughter, she's a teenager. She's like, probably, I think she's like 16. Because like she wants to drive to school to her by herself, but her mom won't let her.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably so I bet she's she, around there then. Yeah,
1: sixteen or seventeen, and she kind of hangs out with the the burnouts at school a little bit, and like her okay. friends like do satanic rituals and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're very poor uh, kids. I'm gonna say I hung out with the burnouts when I was in high school too, and like we didn't ever do any satanic rituals. <laughs> I don't know,
1: maybe it's because it's a Canadian horror film. Maybe that's what they do up there in Canada. Yeah, maybe it is, you
0: know. (laughs) weed's legal, so they need something a little more exciting, you know, so they they summon the devil.
1: (laughs) They definitely smoke a bit, too, so... (laughs) 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 Listen to heavy metal.
0: Yeah, so they got an idea one day. They got really stoned listening to heavy metal, and they're like, hey, you know, maybe we could could summon this guy and have a conversation with him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the mom, too, is very... uh... Uh, She's struggling with it, too, and she decides to, she needs a fresh, like, a change of scenery, I guess. So she wants to move to this rural, like, cabin in the middle of nowhere, uproot their whole lives. Like, because she just needs to get away from it. Yeah. And uh, the daughter, who (sighs) is Leah, Leah Reyes, and then the mother is just called Mother, I believe, so...
0: Yeah, Miss um, Reyes is what I'm new. And says. the mother
1: is played by Lori Holden, who some of you may know from The Walking Dead. yeah you say, I've seen I've seen her in something. Yeah, she's in a bunch of stuff. Really, really good, really good performances from both of them. Uh, Leia is played by Nicole
3: Muñoz. So yeah,
1: yeah they're both not great.
0: Familiar with her? Yeah,
3: I can't say I've seen her in anything else either. But uh, yeah, they're both great.
1: Definitely standouts from the movie. But um, so they move to this cab like this remote cabin i guess and the mom lets leia finish out the school year with her friends and commutes her like she says it adds like an hour so i don't know if that's like it's an hour one way or if it's 30 minutes one way 30
3: minutes back but it's 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 quite a drive and uh, okay yeah so um leia she decides that she's not happy with the move so she
1: summons she finds out about this demon piewacket uh and she pulls off a ritual to have piewacket kill her mother <laughs> <laughs> man and it's it's very it's an very evol- involved process she has to like take a lock of hair and uh, slit her wrist for like it's like a blood ritual and she has to like say like pie whack it three times or something like that and there's like okay. a bowl and she like buries it in the ground <laughs> it's very what a very weird ritual And, and I then, like that
0: though that they like went through the you know like the trouble of like thinking up a ritual you know for yeah, this and that's I believe super cool Pi
1: whack it is made up for this movie I don't believe it's a anything in any other sort of lore see
0: and that's badass they like created their own lore instead of you know Take yeah. something from Christianity, like most horror movies.
1: Yeah, and the the ritual is pretty early on in the movie, so the rest of the movie is just you waiting for the mother to be killed. I guess <laughs> if, <laughs> if if, if Piwacket is real, but I mean, at one point the daughter is sleeping, and this creepy like shadow monster comes from the corner of her room and drags her outside while she's sleeping, and she just wakes up outside.
0: Mm. Does it look sick? Like are the effects cool and stuff? Uh, they're pretty
1: it doesn't really show a lot I will okay. say okay. yeah it, it doesn't want to give it away subtle. like yeah but I mean that scene that scene right there is super creepy like it's a shadow monster it comes from like the corner like the ceiling so it like crawls down the
0: wall oh and then, man I love that shit when stuff crawls down the walls that's creepy yeah she
1: uh she's so scared by it she invites her friend from school to uh to stay the the weekend I guess Actually, I think it's just one night. It's like she comes for one night to stay, and stuff happens to
3: the, the friend too. So, uh, it's definitely, uh, okay, yeah. This so, it's like uh,
0: something I dig to be honest. Like, yeah, it, it's also
3: shot incredibly, incredibly well like, like
1: 10
0: out what's of 10. With the, what's with the string? I see pictures on IMDb. Can you tell me that without ruining the movie?
1: I'm trying to think i don't really it looks think looks super
0: it... interesting seeing yeah, these pictures of the girl like in the string and i'm guessing that's leah or leah yes yeah, leah
1: i i don't remember it having that much relevance i'm just trying to think
0: it's a cool picture of her like standing in the middle of all the strings in the forest and stuff and it just looks interesting it may yeah, not but... be that relevant but it looks cool
1: yeah the cinematography in general <laughs> is really really good like when she's at school like the camera will slowly follow her through the school in long takes and the color works good. There's a really cool... There's a part with a lot of fire, and you see it in the the front windshield of the car, reflected backwards. So, you, like, you see the person driving, like you see okay. inside the windshield, and then you see the fire through the reflection of the windshield. Really cool. Um, okay. Yeah, the performances are great. Uh, there's a lot of drama, I think. It, it does a really good job mixing the two. I as was well. going
0: to ask, does it feel like it's... it's- a good balance or is it lean one way or the other?
1: Yeah, so I don't think it'll spoil it, but uh, so you're waiting for the mother to be killed and as this is happening, Leia and her mother kind of rekindle their relationship a little bit. Oh and shit. Leia wants out. She wants like to reverse the ritual. So I guess that's the like what will lead to yeah, the, I don't the think climax. You,
0: uh, I don't think you get out of deals with the devil. I'm pretty sure that's permanent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess you have to find out, but uh <laughs> Kind of has a change of heart, which is kind of crazy. Like you're like, I want her dead, and then the, the next few <laughs> days you're like, eh, you know what, <laughs> maybe maybe. She's yeah, not like so bad. <laughs> that's a an
0: insane change of heart. But
1: know? also, it's like, it's a satire of teenage
0: like angst, I guess. Right, exactly. Like that's well, very Which is like that's accurate. One day you feel like yeah, you like hate exactly. your parents, you want them to die, and the next day you're like, yeah, they're all right. It was fine. I was overreacting.
1: And I think that's <laughs> you know? what this movie.
0: Yeah, it plays
1: on that a lot. Like. 'cause the like she lost her father, so obviously you see that grief, but also her mother lost her, her husband I, see i'm not it's not clear the father's backstory, I don't think, so like I'm not sure if they were right. still together
3: when uh he died or if it was like uh if they were separated or whatever, but uh yeah, it plays on that super well, yeah, this whole, sounds super cool. The
1: drama angle i do think the ending is a bit uh like yours was uh like your movie you said the ending improved it i think this it doesn't detract from the movie but i just wish there was more
0: yeah like, it's the poster even says that one of the quotes is fantastically creepy lands with a punch to the gut so yeah
3: yeah the ending's crazy but then it just like ends it's like it's a
1: cool crazy ending that you're like oh i want more like to to know more about yeah, this and then it just ends <laughs> yeah like i wish it was explored more like the demon piwackhead and but as a drama and horror movie which mixes pretty well i think it's a
0: solid solid
1: pick yeah there's
0: been a it seems like lately with like modern horror there's been a lot more of the of the drama slash horror kind of the, almost almost mumble gore it's like mumble gore inspired you know, it's, like, a, a lot of drama infused horror. Like.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say that this would be mumble gore inspired, if you're going to use that term.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like that term a lot. It's, it's like, m- m- mumblecore meets horror, you know? It's a perfect yeah. description. But, but we both love mumblecore
1: movies, so, like, but yeah. someone who doesn't like that, because I know it's a very off-putting style to a lot of people, people are like, oh, what's the point of this, you know?
0: Yeah. Which, I, I can see but also like I don't know. I I love it.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah,
0: it it's like the most of those movies are not cut and dry, which I like. I appreciate that, you know? Uh-huh. The way they, they tell stories. But yeah, that this sounds like a cool merging of things that I really like and I should like this. I'm gonna check and I got I have AMC plus and Hulu. So it's also on I IFC Films Unlimited if anybody happens to have that separate of of I know that comes with AMC plus IFC Films Unlimited. So, I I don't know. I'm assuming you can probably buy that separate also by itself. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm going to check this out. And I definitely recommend uh, The Power.
2: Yeah, so that's two cool
1: Newish recommendations. Because PyWack, it's from... I I think it was released in 2018. Like, it says 2017, but I think it came out in 2018. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, TIFF in September 11th of 2017 okay
0: yeah if it was and, that late hitting tiff then it for sure didn't release worldwide until after yep. 2018 or till in during 2018. i feel
1: like but. a lot of good horror comes out of canada too i feel like it's a very uh yeah i don't know they have a cool unique style to them too i think definitely
0: definitely i've seen a lot of cool stuff and well like uh, madeline dusty that we had on canada. yeah man yeah i forgot about that <laughs> good good shit coming from canada yeah well, I guess let's go into this Cinema Blend article and discuss it's what, the title of the article is eight arguments horror fans can't stop having. And you want to why don't you take us into the first question? And um, we'll, we'll kind of throw it back and forth as we go. So
1: so the article is a lot of stuff you'd expect like, you know, just trying to think like Freddy versus Jason all that sort of stuff, but there's yeah. some I think I think there's some diverse and interesting questions here and the first one we want to go through is tension versus shock do you prefer the slow the slow build of tension or do you like the pure shock value
0: yeah i I guess we should say too that this is we are going in a different order than the the article has them so if you pull up this article which i'll link it in the description of of this podcast but just know it's not going to go in the same order as we're talking about and we structured them kind of so it'd make more sense but
1: yeah, so I that conversation of, could flow a little better.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think you gotta have a healthy, healthy mix of both. So. That's what I, I was think thinking
1: too. Because, like, the first example that comes to mind is uh, Psycho. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Um, yeah. Because, like, it's tension, but it also has that shocking shower scene.
0: Like Exactly. It's like a good, a perfect balance, I think, of tension and shock. And when, like, you... I can spoil Psycho at this point, I think. It's like, what, 50 fucking years old? Uh, like, when he turns the chair around at the end of the movie, and, like, you know, you see that it's a fucking skeleton. Of the, or when the girl turns it around, she's the one who finds it. But, like, that's I a shocking f- reveal, it, but it's been built up by a lot of tension, you know?
1: Yeah, and I do think that this article kind of leans shock into jump scares, which are very, uh, I don't know, they're very, uh, very divisive in the horror community i think the the jump scares
2: <laughs> yeah
0: i think how do you feel about that we could we could add that onto this how do you feel about jump scares because i'm kind of uh, i think they're okay if they're used smartly but I also a lot of under, them feel cheap
1: under yeah if it feels cheap but i also understand the reason for it because like a lot of people are easily scared so that jump like it's it's a cheap way to get that reaction that you want right which right. so i like i understand it, especially in like
3: mainstream horror movies like it completely makes sense on why yeah like paranormal activity i think trying to think
1: paranormal activity
0: does a good job of like i think it has the shock and the jump scares but it also does a really good job i think of injecting like a sense of like being uncomfortable and a sense of dread into like the the mundane moments also you know yeah
1: the invisible man the paint the paint scene that's definitely a jump scare that works yeah I think.
0: that i shit myself dude, when that <laughs> dude paint, that's like... the
1: scariest thing i've seen uh in, to, in
0: 2020
1: <laughs> it was that paint.
0: yeah that was a good jump scare and if you sure. haven't seen
1: invisible man just uh whenever you see the paint just uh close your eyes <laughs>
0: yeah pucker pucker your butt because it's coming <laughs> uh but yeah i think to to make uh you know that perfect uh horror movie you gotta have a balance between tension I, and shock. I will and i say, like fucked up stuff you know like yeah. so i'm a bad person to ask that question because i like shocking stuff i'm here for it i watch yeah, stuff, i would say
1: just... and i'm more on tension like i like the atmosphere and the dread of it like yeah. more than the shock It, it shock can work it, it's very hit or miss on if it's effective or not but i think like a w- well-built atmos- atmosphere is like always effective
0: right but i think to make the yeah i think to make the you know the ideal horror movie for me would be a balance of the two but
1: but yeah, i yeah
0: i see why people like one or the other for
1: sure. yeah see they're also classifying shock as like graphic violence or like big kills which obviously everyone like if you like horror and slashers you love probably are into that yeah yeah great kills so like i definitely like that stuff too so <laughs>
0: Yeah, like Rob Zombie, there's a lot of his stuff of shock value, and like Eli Roth, you know, same same kind of stuff. Like it's, I feel like, and I'm into that.
1: This is the perfect example of it too. I think the tension versus shock, Final Destination, all the kills, the tension of knowing that they're gonna die, but the yeah. shocking ways that they die. Like it's why yeah. it's a perfect horror franchise. I think. Yeah, that's like, why they
0: got so popular, probably while well, they were yeah, insanely cause massive.
1: Because you see these set pieces, and you're like. Oh, this is what's going to kill him. This is what's going to kill him. Like you see all the things that could kill them. And then it's always right. something that you don't expect <laughs> or like. Right. And I've it's heard done people have way.
0: that conversation about horror before too, is that it's what you concoct in your mind or what you think could happen is always scarier than what you see happen. Right. So I think yeah. that's
1: what you building that see. tension
0: of them showing you s- you items or them showing you. You know, something that that makes you put stuff together in your head is as effective as you them showing you, or more than them showing you, it playing out. You know.
1: Yeah, that's like why text I think
0: para-
1: paranormal activity is effective too, is because it's realistic. Like, yeah, it's just showing you someone's house, and you're like, anything could be there. Like, it's just like it's making it in your own mind. Like, what is what is happening
0: there? Right, and that movie took it. To like it put it inside your house, you know, like that could be your house. Like it, it put it in your mind that like that's just an average house. There's nothing special about this house, you know. Like yeah. I think that's what made it scary is that people were like that could happen to anybody, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I like the 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 example that I always go to, and I know a lot of people do, but it's. People remember the original Texas Chainsaws being hyper violent, but really the movie's not that violent at all. It like cuts away before anything bad happens, and it's all implied violence for the most yeah. part. And it's like that—that that kind of speaks to the fact that you know what you can concoct in your head when you're given imagery that you know influences you to uh, think darkly. Is much scarier than what they can show you happening you know yeah the next question we're gonna go with is is pg-13 ratings the best or worst thing to happen to horror it, I think it's neither it's neither the best yeah. nor the worst yeah I
1: definitely agree and I think a lot of the like what we were just talking about like pg-13 movies generally rely a lot on jump scares I think yeah the cheap gimmicks but also there's some really really good ones so (laughs) like i don't think you can lump all pg-13 horror movies into like a right they're the worst thing to ever happen to horror
0: yeah i see a lot of takes on twitter and stuff and within like the horror kind of echo chamber of like people are like oh if it's rated pg-13 i'm skipping it but like i don't feel that way i mean there's been plenty of of pg-13 horror movies that I thought were effective and that scared me but I, there's also been a handful or, or plenty that were shit too but I think that same thing goes for R-rated I've seen a lot of shitty R-rated horror movies also but like Insidious for example is a great and creepy ass franchise and all those are pg first I was
1: thinking I was like wait are you saying that that's shitty and then I remembered that that's PG-13 right
0: <laughs> yeah all so those are PG-13 yeah. and, and I like all those they're creepy as hell and like also, 1408 that's one of my favorite horror movies ever
1: uh, the remake of The Ring is also PG thirteen. Yeah. Also, yeah. um, A Quiet Place. Uh, from yeah, years see? back. Yeah. See, and that
0: movie is so intense. Like that yeah, movie. That, movie is...
1: that movie's like perfect
0: tension. Like that is the yeah. very like. And it this... even has like sh- some shock. I think there's some moments where your jaw hits the floor during that movie. You know. And it's still PG thirteen. I think I don't know. I think that's a bad generalization people make. Happy Death Day the the first happy death i don't know about the second one but yeah the, the first one's pg-13
1: the second one's pg-13 i'm pretty sure too
0: well there we go because i mean freaky
1: might be pg-13 as well
0: no way freaky's gotta be our
3: well yeah Cause
1: the cause kills the gore, in that one
0: were, were way yeah yeah the kills were way more intense than that one but or like the visit m. night Shyamalan i thought that movie was was really intense and creepy and it's like I don't know. I, that's a terrible generalization in general, I think, that PG-13 movies are... Horror movies are bad, you know? Like, yeah. I don't think they're the best thing to happen to horror, but I definitely don't think they're the worst, you know? Like, there's a ton that I like, and there's a ton that I hate, but like I said, that goes for R-rated horror movies also. Yes. I don't think the rating makes it good or bad, you know? <laughs> nah. It's content. What about a PG horror movie? Do you think that that could work? I mean, aren't there... Like, isn't Poltergeist well so rating
1: standards back then are different right yeah i mean that's the hard
0: thing like jaws is also pg
1: (laughs) yeah but rated today that would be pg-13 you know yeah so like i'm just thinking of a recent like is there a recent pg horror movie
0: (laughs) i don't think so other than like maybe like goosebumps you know or Coraline, like those those kind of kids horror movies i guess but but not like i feel like
1: yeah that goosebumps That was pretty good, though. I like that. But, I mean, it's definitely not the same amount of horror
0: as... Right, right. Or, like, Haunted Mansion, you got stuff like that, you know? And, like, Scooby-Doo, those movies were PG. Yeah. I think they're all cool movies, and they're done well, but they're not scary, you know? Like... Yeah. I think you have... You just... It takes a really good director to make a scary PG-13 horror movie. Because like they're so limited in what they can do, I think it, it speaks think, volumes to what they can do as a director if they can pull. Yeah. It off. Do
1: you think that they think about that a lot of the times? Like, do you think that they think about
0: cutting oh, stuff sure, to make for it sure.
1: PG thirteen? Yeah. To make yeah. it. Because then anyone can see it pretty much, right? Like any age. Because like,
0: if right. right. Well, look at Blumhouse. They kind of yeah. they produce both, right? They have PG thirteen and and R rated horror movies, and they kind of. I feel like that's why because teenagers like horror movies too but they can't always get into rated r ones you know
1: and then those pg and then those pg-13 like those massive box office successes fund the rated r stuff so yeah exactly because like the ouija the ouija the original one people crap on it because it's pg-13 i thought it was i actually like that that movie
2: (laughs) yeah i haven't seen that one but But, uh, i'm sure i would
1: think it was fine yeah, um, on, so. I believe the sequels were rated R, but, but that movie was so massive, um, being PG-13, right. that it funded a whole franchise.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it, it can be just as effective, and, it, and it's you're just working with a smaller palette, I think, of what you can how you can tell your story. You know? But if you're creative enough, I think you can do it and make it just as frightening and effective as an R-rated horror movie.
3: Alright, so uh, which is scarier, slow zombies or fast zombies?
0: What do you think? I'm curious. I, I, got, a, I got an answer that I put together for this one, because this is an interesting topic to me that I've discussed with people before. So you hit us with your... Which, how do you feel about this?
3: The word which is scarier, I think it's slow zombies. Okay. Because Interesting. Yeah, because they build the
1: dread more, and like... I feel like with fast zombies, a lot of time it's action and the zombies don't feel as threatening because the humans have to be more equipped. They're usually more equipped like World War Z, like they're super equipped to handle yeah, they're the soldiers. situation. They're yeah, the so fucking army feel yeah. <laughs> as. And like in video games,
3: too, I think fast zombies like. It's not as scary like it's like a. It's more of an action thing, I think.
2: But, yeah, uh,
0: that's that's I could see that, and I think my take on it is that they're both uh, equally as scary for different you're reasons. Just gonna, you
1: can't, do, you get it's a debate article, you gotta pick one. <laughs> I mean, if thing. I had to pick one, you
0: know that I would pick the slow zombies because I like the Romero zombies, but yeah, I think I don't know, fast zombies scare me more just because of how hard they would be to get away from, like, how intimidating the pursuit phase would be, you I know? I feel like, and,
1: also with fast zombies, like, the normal people, like, that you would see in The Walking Dead would be dead in a blink of an eye. The whole population yeah, just would exactly. Dead. So, like, they're and scarier in that sense, but also, I think the slow zombie, like, because they're just overwhelming. Like, yeah, in The Walking Dead, that whole prison, like, the whole prison is surrounded by slow zombies you know that they're getting yeah, it And to
0: me like being think about like being killed by a fast zombie versus a slow zombie you're gonna be dead in a s like 30 seconds tops with a fast zombie he's gonna rip you the fuck apart but like a slow zombie is gonna clumsily knock you down and hold you down and like grab handfuls of you at a time and stuff like it would be excruciating and like drawn out and painful to be killed by a slow zombie versus like a fast zombie yeah so, I, I think I'm going with slow zombies also, which I feel like we're probably in the minority. Most people would say fast zombies, I think. Are scarier? I think they would, just because nah. they're not thinking about it from the perspective of, of like, w- like, in how the way movies are typically made, they're thinking of, like, what they would be more scared of, you know? Can but, you,
3: what's
1: your favorite application of the fast zombies in movies? Can you think of an example?
0: Hmm, there's a lot of good ones, uh, but I gotta lean towards, like, 28 Days Later, probably. I like the fast zombies in that, they're scary to me, because they felt like people. I don't know, the zombies in 28 Days Later feel more like people than a lot of the zombie movies, I think. They feel like they're more humanized, almost, like they're like animalistic people, sort of. So that's, yeah. I'd go with that, I think, is one of my favorites. I've really liked, like, Honorable Mention would be, uh, I Am Legend. I really liked the zombies in that. So, like, I Am Legend, that's a out there pick.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, boy. the whole, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: night and day thing was interesting. You know, like, how it was, like, he had to make sure he was inside by dark, or, you know. But those, I guess, technically aren't zombies. They're, like, mutants, sort of. Yeah,
1: they're they're the same thing as, like, the Resident Evil.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're mutant. But I count that. I count that. So yeah, that's an exactly. honorable mention for me as as I'm Legend because I really that was a cool design. But yeah, I'd, I'd go probably, with Twenty Eight
1: Days Later. And I'd probably go with Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I like that one too. That that opening scene of like the the suburbs and they're just running through it, It's crazy, crazy cool. Yeah,
0: that is really cool. That's I one think of he, my favorites.
1: Yeah, he definitely uh brought the fast zombies because like world war z like i never felt scared for any of the characters and uh, like i still nah. think it's a good movie it's, but an, it's an action, action movie. movie yeah exactly
3: yeah.
0: yeah and i think dawn of the dead is a proper horror movie and i and i it's interesting too like comparing it to the original which was not fast zombies like i've
1: never seen the original
0: <laughs> yeah they're the same zombies you know from like night of the living dead and stuff because it's just a continuation yeah. of it and, like, it, uh, I don't know, it's weird watching it. The story is the same, though. Like, it's the mall, and it's the, it's the, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition seeing, like, the same story told, but with different types of zombies. But I like them both.
1: Yeah, maybe one day we'll uh, double feature it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be an interesting double feature, I think, to do both of those together. As long um, as we don't do the Night of the Living Dead remake, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> i have not seen it but i've heard i've heard you uh <laughs> rant about that movie a few times <laughs> it's crazy to me that like i think tom savini directed that movie and i love tom savini but that movie is fucking trash man <laughs> all right well i think we uh, should move on uh yeah yeah uh well next we got uh who's your favorite scream queen is the uh, who's the best? They say who's the best scream queen, but that's I don't like that. I don't like who's the best. I like who's yeah, your who's favorite. your favorite? Yeah, because
1: yeah, we we definitely have this debate a lot. But favorite is kind of the same thing as best. I don't know because yeah, I don't best is the...
0: is you have to have a rubric or rules to to pick best. Yep, you know.
3: Yep. But uh,
1: so we we also debated this too, like what constitutes a a scream queen
0: yeah people misuse this term i feel like somebody's who been in like a a woman who's been in one horror movie i don't think is a scream queen (laughs) but i mean i've seen people say it that way
1: but the chick from psycho i don't know if she's been in other stuff but like that one performance that one was
0: powerful enough yeah that's true yeah i guess i I
1: think it's definitely it's it's i mean our definitions of scream queen are gonna be loose
0: but uh yeah for sure um, and we kind of did it like uh, we did a, an old school Scream Queen, like from the classic world of horror and then an up and coming Scream Queen who that we're, we've we been impressed with in modern horror movies.
1: Yeah, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Neve Campbell from Scream. It's mine. Yeah, just because I love Scream is one of my all time favorite horror movies and she just I mean. Really, what's the point of the series without her at this point? <laughs> so I'm glad she's coming back for five. Yeah, I think
0: th- like Sydney Prescott is an iconic character, and I think yeah. her like arc is really good. You know, the way she's grown and developed throughout the movies, has been cool to watch. Yeah.
1: And also, like the movie itself is like a parody of it, so it allows yeah. the writers to make her the perfect scream queen. <laughs> yeah well and like even within the series too there's been some really good ones even uh drew barrymore's iconic
0: opening, yeah like yeah the way that first screen opens with her is a really good scene
1: yeah with the phone call yeah that's definitely uh my my pick would be neve campbell yeah that's up
0: there that's a really good one
1: but my new school pick is uh Maika monroe from it follows who i think is and also she's in the guest, but I wouldn't really consider uh, her uh, a scream queen in the guest. <laughs> but yeah she's definitely re- really, really good in horror roles, I think, and especially in it, it follows which kind of I wouldn't say' there's, they're definitely not zombies, but like the slow the slowness of the the monster, you know yeah, that, dr- that constant dread. Her performances, great. Yeah,
0: and you you're a fan of her. Like I've heard you bring her up before, and like that's cool. I think I don't hear a lot of people talk about her, so I think you're a you're like yeah. a unique fan in that.
1: Yeah, it finesses. follows and the guests are both in my top few films. So <laughs> definitely big fan. Miki Monroe. Yeah. Those, those like uh, both it came a
0: lot too.
1: Yeah, those both came out in the the same year too. So
0: <laughs> yeah, and the guests. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, Adam Wingard. You know we're both huge Adam Wingard fans. So yep. And Adam Egypt Mortimer. Now that I saw uh, him was a real, also. In addition, to it follows. But okay, my uh, my screen queens. I've got um, like I said, I've got three uh, for my old school.
1: Well, can, can we throw the the one as an honorable mention for both of her? Because I came up with the, the idea. Yeah, you one. did. You did
0: come up with the idea for this one. So we'll, we'll move it to to the to the honorable mention for both of us um, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So my old so school, yeah, who's your classic? Is D, D, D. Wallace, who I don't know if are you familiar with D. Wallace? You probably I'm know her from Rob think. Zombie movies, modern Rob Zombie movies, because she was in uh, uh, Lords of Salem. She was one of the witches in Lords of Salem. Um, but she was in like E. T., The Hills Have Eyes, The Howling, Cujo. She's like been I, I in some huge think movies
1: of Scream Queen. When I think of E. T., so definitely a good pick. <laughs> Great pick. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> E.T. E.T. Screen Queen, but yeah, I, I liked her a lot, and uh, she. Oh, she's also in Halloween, uh, the the 2007 Rob Zombie Halloween. I forgot about that. did she playing that? The, uh, Cynthia Strode, so she's Laurie Strode's mom in that.
1: Mm. the one who uh, has an unfortunate demise. Uh, she does. Early,
0: <laughs> <very dark. laughs> yeah, she does. And she's also in Ty West's The House of the Devil, which. Man, I highly recommend... Like, that movie is so sick. And Ty West in general, I think, is a really sick filmmaker. But she's in a lot of stuff, man. She's definitely earned her title of Scream Queen, I feel like. Across uh, all the science fiction and horror stuff, she's done.
3: What's your new school pick, then?
0: Yeah, my new school pick is... um, Is Sherry Moon Zombie. And... That's... Like... Like, you kind of said, that's 2000s, I guess, or late 90s to now, but, like, I consider that pretty modern, still. Yeah. And... And Lords of Salem,
1: isn't that, like, it's probably, what, 2011,
0: 2012? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and she's in, uh, uh, Three from Hell, the newest one, and that's, I guess, more action, but still. Uh, I think I'd she's great, and action? I, even though she- You'd consider that action? <laughs> Three from Hell is, ah, mostly, I think. I would say it's a thriller. I mean, I would say it's an action movie. It's not an action movie, but it's an action thriller, I would say, because there's a lot of gunfights and shit.
1: Yeah, it's in in the same vein as The Guest, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, words. Yeah, It's less action than The Devil's Rejects, I think. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, and I think, even though she's basically only in Rob Zombie's movies, (laughs) uh... I think she kills it in all of them. Like, she's always... A, it's a highlight for me to get to watch her do some crazy shit in these movies. Especially the uh, in the, in the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy. Like, she's so crazy as uh, Baby Firefly.
1: But then, yeah, Samara Weaving. Yeah. Samara Weaving from Ready or Not, which is an incredible movie. One of my favorite horror movies of the recent years. Um, yeah, Ready
0: or Not, and then from uh, The Babysitter 1 yes, and 2 also, which i think are great yes
1: oh i haven't seen the second one but the first one's great
0: <laughs> i i liked the second one also i don't i think the, the first one's maybe a, a little bit of a leg up but they're right there i think surprising to me how much i thought that with the like tone of that movie i was kind of like oh man i don't know if i'll like the second one but i did i liked it a lot yeah but i
1: think ready or not is like i mean in 10 years time we're gonna be looking back on that movie like damn that
0: was special <laughs> yeah, it's I great. gotta watch that. I gotta watch
1: that. Well, you haven't seen Ready or Not? Wow. Never
0: seen Ready or Not.
1: <laughs> wow, wow. We just end the podcast right now. You gotta go watch. it
0: <laughs> All right. See you later, guys. <laughs> we'll finish the rest of this list next episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that movie is insane, and like her. I mean, she just nails it. Like everything.
0: Yeah, I'm not. All the we've this, talked about it before. And you yeah, all the much, right? all the
1: insanity going on around her. She just she nails it. Scream Queen of one movie. <laughs> <laughs> you said it couldn't be done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all right, Uh Take us to the next one, Nick. This one's uh, our first divisive one, I think.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So um, this one is Wes Craven versus John Carpenter.
0: Yeah. And this is tough for me, because like, I like both of these guys a lot. But... Nick's old man can't cop out and say that, that I got to pick one or the other. So yeah. I'm going with Carpenter.
1: And I'm going with Craven, so... But I've definitely <laughs> not seen as many of both of their films as I would like, because I've loved... I can't think of a single one I've seen from either of them that I'm like, oh man, that was bad. <laughs> so Yeah.
0: I think John Carpenter has some some misses. I think more, maybe even more so than, than Wes Craven, but I think it's because... John Carpenter was super willing to do some out-there shit. Yeah. Like, you know, he would make some stuff that was, that was way out of left field and, and very risky, you know? And that's probably why he had a lot of misses. And I think especially, like, later in his career is where a lot of those are. Like, the first 20 years that guy was making movies, he made 10s, man, as far as I'm concerned. I love all that shit.
1: Also, he's a... So- uh- a brilliant composer too, so like yeah, never discredit that. I mean, that's rare air right there. Like, no director's compose their own music, right?
0: <laughs> right, yeah, that's awesome. He's like, not not only does he do it, he's kick ass at it. You know, like he yeah, does it I, for I, other people too.
1: I listened to his new album that came out re- a few months oh, yeah, ago. it's So good, dude! It's so good. So yeah, good. it's just great instrumentals.
0: Like that guy can take a synth and turn it into something that like I never would have imagined a synth could be like. It's scary, like, listening to that stuff. Like, it's, it's yeah. very effective, like, horror music. But, yeah, he's definitely
1: one of the reasons I love synth stuff. Like, yeah. like The Guest has synth, uh, It Follows has synth. Like, a lot of my favorite horror movies, or movies in general, like Drive, <laughs> like, the yeah. synth score. I mean, you take it right back to that. Yeah, I, uh, love, that. I love the
0: synth score stuff, too. I'm with it's you very, there. but it's, I also... It's very 80s,
1: yeah, very 80s. Yeah, very 80s-sounding yeah
0: for sure and I like I you know I went with Carpenter because I just if you ask me what some of my favorite horror movies are there's like my my top 25 has probably five John Carpenter movies in it you know like yeah I just really like that guy's stuff yeah the the thing thing is
1: very very high on both of our lists
0: (laughs) oh yeah for sure the thing and Halloween and uh yeah Halloween of course Assault on Precinct 13 is cool and that's like horror action um uh, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, uh hot take. I liked Vampire also. I don't think a lot of people like that movie, but I but I like it. And uh, I think like what's the uh, the Mouth of Madness, the Lovecraft one? That one's really cool. Um, didn't he do the original The Fog? I think he did. That one's sick too. Like the guy just made kick ass movies, man. Like, but Wes Craven again. Again, I'm a huge Wes Craven fan too. I. I Scream, you know, and Last House yeah, on the Left. I was gonna say, and... I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna pick west Craven solely off screen because that's probably maybe Alien is my favorite horror franchise, but Scream is probably number two.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, I love Scream like, also. I and mean, I'm not discrediting Freddy, but I, I will say I'm less of a Freddy fan than I think a lot of horror fans which, are. Which,
1: which I guess is a good segue to the next topic.
0: Yeah, it is. The next one we have on the list is Freddie versus Jason. versus Jason. <laughs> yeah. And I guess with that being said, I'm going Jason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going Freddie.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the the last half is where we're more divisive, I think, than the uh than the first half.
1: Yeah. But I, I definitely like both. I just think there's more depth to a nightmare on Elm Street. Like I, I don't know, and I've always been fascinated by dreams. Like like one of my favorite movies is Mulholland Drive Dream, like Dream Analysis. Like I love that stuff. And a Nightmare on Elm Street does some very interesting things, I think, with playing with people's
0: Yeah, I think Nightmare on Elm Street is a way like it's a way higher concept and it's I think Freddy has some of the most incredible kills in in all of horror. Like this dude could shape shift into all kinds of shit and like it's man, it's they come up with some really awesome, grotesque looking stuff. Like shout out to Tom Savini again. He did a lot of the effects for uh Nightmare on Elm Street and it's all really good. But Jason to me is just, there's something scary about a dude in a mask, you know? And
2: especially with Jason, like, the way he, like, repeated the same crime over and over, kind
0: of. That's like, what was I was just, just... going to
1: say, too. I think it's interesting that, and I definitely haven't seen as many, so I've seen a few Friday the 13th. They all take place at a Camp Crystal Lake, right?
0: Oh until yeah, until like the latter half of the franchise when oh, he like yeah, went to hell J- in New York J- Jason and Jason takes Manhattan, right? And... <laughs> yeah, and Jason X is like sci fi. Uh Wait, and it's what?
1: I need to watch that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jason X is like on a spaceship. What? And it's like it's like he's got like this cyborg looking mask, and he like there's one point one of the kills he like cryogenically freezes a guy and shatters his whole body. And no, like that sounds, it's
1: that sounds badass.
0: Yeah, it is, man. It's like the 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 last like three or four movies in that franchise. They're like fuck it, let's get crazy. <laughs> like he goes to man. hell first, Manhattan. Like he goes all over the place, but but yeah, like the first half of the series is all uh, Camp Crystal Lake and i think the first four in my opinion are the the sweet spot uh to me those are the most grounded and like kind of like scary but they're different it's like that franchise is almost split in half because like the latter half is just insanity and the yeah, first just, half is more grounded you know
1: they're they're eventually like we're just banking on jason making crazy kills so like yeah. let's just let them go wild <laughs> like just yeah, get exactly. in the writer's room and like what's the craziest way we can kill someone
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it was like they ran out of ideas for camp crystal lake and i think people were tired of it too like people were tired of the because like freddie had the advantage of the dreams could look insane and different you know like every every time so like yeah jason had the the disadvantage of like all his shit's happening at crystal lake and there's only so much they could do with that you know yeah visually
1: and i think right also like story wise i think yeah
0: well, yeah, you get, I mean, he kill, he only kill so many counselors, you can't push the leg before you're like, come on, man. People exactly. will stop going there. <laughs> which I think, they, I mean, like, they
1: embrace too. Like, they're just like, you know, let's not make the story super complicated. Right. Although there is some, some uh, complicated, more abstract ones, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's the one that's like a new beginning, which is like, man, I don't even want to get started. Jason's not even in the fucking movie.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it, isn't there one where Jason isn't even in the movie?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not... Well, the okay, the the very first Friday the 13th, he's not in the movie because well, he's a kid. Yeah. But... Yeah. And his mom's the killer. But, like, this one is, like, the fifth one, I think, is part five. And it's because it's after... My favorite Friday the 13th of all time is number four. Uh, the final chapter. I really like that one. But... um, But this one was, I think, part five or six in New Beginning. And it's, like... Takes place at like a an or like an orphanage type place, like a a youth shelter, and the killer is one of the kids in the youth shelter. Like it's, it's not, and he's wearing a Jason mask, but it's got like blue stripes on it instead of red ones and stuff. That was their like, tale I guess that it's Roy and not Jason, but they they realized after they made that that like people didn't want that and they they scrapped that whole idea, and went back to Jason. But and he was like reborn I think after that where he was like his grave was struck by lightning and he came back to life and that's when he got insane
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Def- definitely uh, both iconic as is Michael Myers and a few uh, Chucky
3: yeah,
1: definitely sure. some like I mean those those four are probably the top four slasher
0: yeah those things those characters are all iconic and I love all those franchises you know they're yeah. all fun they're all in, like gory and well made and yeah, I don't yeah, I mean, think there's the, a king, necessarily. Yeah,
1: and they're, and they're also so successful that they get remade a ton. So, uh, let's... Uh,
0: yeah, let's slide into the next uh, question with that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i will
1: try to figure out a way to make a clever segue.
0: Cinema Blend, like, they worded this remakes uh, that ruin the original, which, I, that's poor wording to me. We took that as, like, they make the original bad. They make you not like the original, which is which not what they never. mean. Yeah, that never happens, and that's not what they mean. Like it's they mean like which remakes insult the original, basically. Yeah,
1: or or like are a disservice, like do a yeah. disservice to the fans. And we're gonna
0: group reboots into this also because that's another common thing now, especially with horror, is rebooting because they like to change up a bunch of shit, you know, and like try to make because it different.
1: Going back to Freddy and Jason, right? Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street that was a reboot, technically, right? Or Was a remake
0: yeah. also
2: a reboot. It, well, it was supposed I think it to was, be a reboot.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because it was like not exactly the same story as the first Friday the 13th. Uh but it was very similar and it's like that's kind of the the new Friday the 13th. Like I really liked that movie, but they the the funny enough, Michael Bay produced both of these that we're talking about, as well as the Texas Whoa. Chainsaw reboots.
1: Cuz it I mean like at some point they were going to be like A cinematic universe, like they just wanted them all tied together. (laughs) Yeah, imagine a a cinematic universe of all slashers. (laughs) Slasherverse. the
0: slasherverse. and I'm here for it, man. That's fucking Freddy
1: Freddy versus Jason. So
0: yeah, that was like meta, meta, as meta as it's ever got. You know, I think great movie to turn off your brain and
1: watch watch Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, it it delivers. It delivers.
0: But I think, like, the one weird thing I brought up to Nick, we were discussing this briefly before we started as we were prepping for the show, and that the one thing that gets me with all these reboots is that they make one and then they stop. Why did you? Re- why not remake it if you're just going to do one? And because, like, I don't get the point of rebooting it and setting it up for more when you don't actually do more. See, I think, you know?
1: and I brought up the point that, like, the reception of a lot of them dictates yeah. it because, like, the Halloween 2018... 2017,
0: 2018,
1: 2018. Yeah, is I mean it's not a re. It's it is almost a reboot though. Like it's
0: sort of yeah. It's like a direct. It's actually a direct sequel, but it's also sort of a reboot. It's a sequel slash
1: reboot. But like it was well received, and I mean I'm not super crazy about it, but it was well received. Made yeah. I think we're we're in the
0: minority because I you know people love that movie. Everybody in our our movie chat that we have on Twitter loves that movie, but I'm I lean towards the Rob Zombie ones myself. Oof. You're gonna get some uh, hate comments <laughs> yes. for that one. So hit, hit me up on Twitter with your with your uh, your, your shit mail on that one. But uh, but yeah, I like I like, especially the first one. I think the first Rob Zombie Halloween is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I thought the second one got super. Second weird. one went off the rails a bit with yeah, the mom.
1: Thing. It goes a bit off the rails. I think you take you
0: take the mom thing out of that and make it a pure road movie. I'm here for it. But yeah, the mom say, it, stuff was real weird. It's definitely not <laughs> trash.
1: So yeah, like, it's
0: the first one's great. But the second one yeah. is it's good, okay to good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it rides the line, you know, at some parts. But it's I like it overall. It's weird how these kind of s- are mixed. They're always mixed. Nobody's ever universally happy with these. I don't think.
1: Yeah, because I think like a lot of the times they're not making it to bank on those old fans because they don't care. Like like at the end of the day, you could still watch that 1970 version right. of Poltergeist. They're, they're making it for a 20 a new audience 2015 you know? audience when was the poltergeist remade it was like 2015 or 16 something like that. i never saw that and, one but and,
0: yeah something like that
1: yeah people shat on it like oh man this is awful and insult but like at the end of the day they're not catering to fans of the original right. they're just they're just catering to kids who might you yeah know, i don't get
0: mad at them for ch- a lot of i see a lot of like fans of of and it's in horror a lot too i see a lot of people that are fans of the old horror movie the original like black christmas for instance i love the original version of that i know we disagree there you don't you're not as, as hot on it as i am but i you know like a lot of people were like i'm not crazy about the first remake but it's it's fine you know and like it wasn't it the thing is is it wasn't for me like i'm a fan of the original if i want to watch the original i'll go watch the original you know yeah like it that's how i feel about that is like it's I can go into it and not be upset when I walk out of it because like at the end of the day I got the DVD, I go pop in the first one, you know? And, yeah, like, and
1: the first one is the exact same movie. Yeah.
0: That you remembered. So like, yeah, there's exactly. no point. There's no point getting mad about it. Right. Yeah. Right. I you know, sometimes I, I'll watch them and maybe go, I don't think I would have done that, you know? And that's fine. I think you're never gonna agree with everything they do, but I think It's, it's especially with, like, I I think today's audience is different than, you know, the audience of yesteryear, for sure. And they want different things out of their movies than than (laughs) the people did in 1974, you know, when the original Black Christmas came out. They want a different Black Christmas than they had then,
1: you know. I love it if they went crazier. Like, they just went, like, imagine a found footage Michael Myers Halloween, or, like, they're all on their phones you know snapchatting and
0: right you know? like well kind of like Scream 4 wasn't found footage but it was close like there's a lot of segments in that movie that that are like yeah. from a webcam or from a phone or from that cam that head cam that guy wears you know like it very much embraced technology yeah yeah Which but like I, if you if you make a found footage
1: halloween and just have michael myers in the background you know Right. It would obviously people are going to shit on that idea. They'll be like, "Oh man, that sounds terrible." You know, I'm not going to like. There's some that. people like, who would love it though, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel you like know. it it would just be interesting, you know? At the end of the day, like I'd rather see an interesting take on it instead of banking on nostalgia a lot of the times. Yeah. Like that's what me I too. think the Halloween 2018 did. It it just banked on nostalgia a lot and instead of being incredibly innovative in any way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure, and it that's kind it, of, what what I, my problem, I guess we could go into for a second, my problem with the 2018 movie is that it made Michael Myers feel not scary at all to me. Yeah, like, like she's straight up fighting back.
2: Like, Yeah, <laughs> they like, thinking.
0: they prepped for this guy and fucked him up, you know, like, it was like nothing, you know, like, it was, it did, it made his intimidation that's been built up over 40 years kind of diminish a bit for me, you know. Yeah, and the way they presented it, I think. But I'm, I'm hoping with Halloween Kills that there's going to be a lot more uh, bloodshed. So I'm hoping you know Michael Myers comes back with a vengeance here.
1: Yeah, maybe he'll bring Freddy in and <laughs> in and make a big old, Leslie Vernon. The Leslie be, Vernon it, can it, come it, along. Yeah, it'll be it'll, it'll be the Avengers of slasher movies. <laughs> That's what z- I want. <laughs> the yeah, the
0: Expendables, but but it's slasher movies, man. Yeah, Xenomorphs <laughs> and freaking Predator. <laughs> Well, you yeah. know, with your with your found footage uh, thing you brought up, with the Halloween thing, yeah, that, that kind of a great segue into our next question. Yes, next that's question. what I
2: was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, the, the final. <laughs> I would I wouldn't say very same I don't know. That's a Yeah. Yeah. yeah here's my spiel on found footage
3: i think a lot of the times it wears out its
1: welcome quickly into the movie and then you just want it to end and they just always it on some crazy <sighs> way to get the footage
2: in the hands of whoever's releasing the film i don't know there's definite Yep. And I do I watched a
3: uh, VHS 2 recently and I loved that movie because every
1: single one was 20 minutes and every single one of them had a creative way to showcase the found footage like uh the one was in the eye implant, the one was on a GoPro, the one which which
2: the GoPro one was from the point of view of a zombie, which is interesting. yeah there was a lot of interesting, but like I feel like a lot of the times in a in an hour and a half movie, it just it wears out its welcome too quickly yeah that's yeah thats I think that's the sweet spot. I think a lot of the paranormal activities are like that, right where they're. Yeah, because I love most of the Paranormal Activities. I've, I've seen all of them, but the newest one, I believe. Mine's two.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I love the first one, too, when I first saw it, but I felt like the second one just kind
1: of... It built it to the spot, and it built it to the spot where I wanted it to be, and it had
3: that ending that was interesting. Three definitely probably has the best ending, I guess. Because that's.
2: Yeah, because that's the one that ends with the the cult, right? Like the next door. Yep. Yeah. I think that series does a lot of interest because like Paranormal Activity 4 they had
3: the Xbox Connect and like it was through the yeah that, that's yes the the one right after that the marked ones was the one I was like not
2: yeah so I haven't seen the ghost dimension. Yeah, but the first four, I like all four. So, And I definitely think that they all kind of do interesting things. a long time this, is, this might be the longest episode <laughs> and we could have gone way longer <laughs> Or ear, 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 (laughs) ear.
3: (laughs) Eye on the social, ear on the
2: podcast because you can't really see a podcast.